the way that I've seen it is like, you know, corporate is very much more, you can be liked and be successful. And yep. entrepreneurship is like, what are your results? Yep. And um, in corporate, you were able to kind of just get by in the job. Yep. Do you feel like the same 80-20 uh, rule, so to speak, or principle, do you feel like the same principle kind of exists in entrepreneurship? Or do you feel like results are more, it's more results focused? <clears throat> um, entrepreneurship is more results driven, right? So to get you in the door, people got to like you. Mm -hmm. After you sign a contract, what can you do, right? But the thing about entrepreneurship, now it's your baby. That This personal. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This personal. Mm -hmm. You play with this, we going to have a problem. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I built this. I got so much sweat equity in this. This can't fail. When I'm in a corporate, this y'all thing. I'm a small fish in the big. I don't care. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But when I built my company, carry your business academy, cast a lot on delivery, don't play with that. Welcome to another episode of the Work and Play Podcast. I'm your host, Ariel Young, and I have a really, really dope fire guest that's gonna share so many gems on his journey with you guys. Listen, Mr. Dayron Myers is here to join me on the Work and Play Podcast to one, talk about your journey from before corporate to corporate, <laughs> and then it's entrepreneurship. But now he is teaching other people, one, how to get to the vehicle that got him out, and then how to be successful in that. So I would love for you to introduce yourself, let them know who you are and how you how you help people today. Oh man, so my name is Dayron Myers. I'm just a guy who literally just never gives up, right? I'm, I'm here by just never giving up, um, trying new things, right? Getting uncomfortable, right? I'm nobody special at all. I'm just, every single day I put in the work, man, that's who I am. But, um, and then like the, to teaching people, I mean, it was just, it came to me, right? People came to me, it's like, Dayron, I see that you are in this type of level, I wanna be there, right? So my lane is the courier transportation lane. That's why I figured out my life. And uh, from there, people just started coming into my world, like, Dayron, can you teach me? Yeah. Right? That's the beauty. Listen, you guys are in for a treat because he makes it sound so simple, but I promise you when you get into it, you're going to be like, oh, I get it now. I want to ask you this before we get into the conversation, because one thing that I resonate with you just through your content and your energy is this like execution mentality. Absolutely. And what you just said is like just not giving up, you know, just kind of keep moving forward. I'm just wondering in those days when things were just regular, you know, and it didn't seem like, oh, I would reach this level of monetary success. I would reach this level of business success. What were the things that you told yourself to get through those challenging moments? I looked at my mother and I looked at my father and I was like, I don't want that. Mm -hmm. Right. I looked at like my mother and I'm going to be real with y'all. Like she's a heroin addict. So I was like living in the hood every day. Food banks. I don't want to live like that. Right. I watched my father do 10 years in prison. That ain't for me. Yeah. So I always wanted to be better than them. Right. So for me and in my environment, everybody looked up to me. So it was like they were you're a little bit different. You don't belong on the block. You don't belong on the hood. So. I, I felt like this power, you know what I'm saying? I felt like this power, and I was, I was like, I'm the superhero. I got to figure this out, right? I don't want nobody to come see me behind the bars, talk to me behind on the phone, or see me in an orange jumper. That was my motivation every single day, right? And I knew, like, the people that I was hanging around, it was everybody was going to jail, or they was going to the grave. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to start being around people who are actually living the good life. 
right? Started going on Eventbrite, going to conferences and just start meeting people. And it was uncomfortable. I'm going to be real with you. I was yeah. walking in the rooms and my stomach was bubbling. And I'm like, yo, Damon, why are you here? But the energy is why I'm here. I came back because the way I was having conversations with different people, it made me feel different. I'm like, y'all looking at me and y'all respecting my opinion. I got to do more of that. Mm. <laughs> I got to do more of that. So it was you getting in the rooms. It was you deciding I'm not going to be like the people in my environment. But then also you getting in the rooms and re realizing like, oh, through feedback, I got some game. Yeah, yeah. y'all really listening to me. Y'all yeah. listen to me. When you say they like literally, when you say they were listening to you, what were some of the the early conversations you remember where you were nervous, but at the same time you were realizing, yo, it's I'm really landing on some points. Right. So uh, it's just material stuff at first. Like I used to look at guys and see them pull up in big body Mercedes, like yo, I want to drive that. And people be like, yo, you can. Mm. You know what I mean? If you go back to the hood, they be like, boy, you, that's that happened to them type of people. Mm. What is them type of people? Because mm. when I went over here to these people, they said I can do it. That's empowering. That's that's big for me. That's that's putting that battery in my back. All you gotta do is do that. It's a wrap. You know what I'm saying? Somebody believing in you. <laughs> that's it. Kind of like before you believing in yourself, right? One thousand percent. Before you see what they see. One thousand percent. Dang, I'm already lit. I'm already lit. So to from the courier business, we have a whole journey that you oh, yes. had before you even got here. So. First of all, talk a little bit more about the courier business. I know from my mind, I'm like, it probably doesn't sound that sexy. You're probably like, wait, what? Like the only thing that, when I think of courier, I think of like this movie with uh, Queen Latifah and she's on the bike, right? <laughs> yeah, and yeah. she's like going through all the stuff and she's dropping off packages. Right. So that's my vision of like courier services. What exactly is it that the industry is? And then what is it, what is it that you do? So it's a, it's, it's a level, uh, local level of the transportation industry, right? So you. In a nutshell, you take something from A to point A to point B. I don't care if you're in a major city. You're doing it on a scooter, bike, car, cargo van, uh, box truck, right? Mm -hmm. Stuff has to move around no matter what mm -hmm. from point A to point B, right? I mastered the cargo van and the box truck. Okay. Okay. Um, understanding that stuff moves locally and the healthcare industry was one of the biggest ones. Like, people don't understand how much volume the healthcare industry is, right? When you take your blood sample, when you take that, like that stuff has to go to the lab. Mm -hmm. Hospitals don't have labs. Mm. They don't have transportation companies. They focus on what they do the best. Yeah. And that's taking the sample, doing the surgeries. They send it out to the labs. That stuff got to move every single day and people are willing to pay high dollar to get it there as soon as possible and mm. as safely as possible. Mm. Right? So that's, that's the carrier business in a nutshell, taking okay. something from point A to point B okay. in some type of vehicle. And because it's the healthcare industry, when you're talking about bodily fluids and things like that, it's probably more lucrative than like mail carrier services, or is it about the same? Um, it's about the same. Mail carrier is, is another one that's major. I mean, mm -hmm. the carrier business literally serves so many industries, auto parts, mm -hmm. office equipment, dry ice. Mm -hmm. So we got contracts around the globe. So when the pandemic hit, it was like, yo, we can pivot. Like I just pivoted to the healthcare. That was it. Pivoted from where? To all my other clients, like my, Auto parts was good, okay, but so office equipment, my clients shut down. They weren't moving. Right. They weren't paying the bills. Nobody's printing anything. Nobody. Nobody's doing Offices anything. are closed. Yeah. So the healthcare industry ramped up. We mm -hmm. need this COVID. Mm -hmm. We need these uh, pallets of gloves, mm -hmm. sanitizer. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm going to be honest. I don't want this pandemic to ever end because this money good. They paying surcharge. Yeah. Like for real. Mm -hmm. So understanding like, oh, snap. Now I understand it's pandemic proof and it's recession proof because mm -hmm. You see one industry suffer, but you see this one booming. Yeah. 
And we just go, all you got to do is pivot. And so you, you took advantage of this this new industry, so that makes sense. So just to, it sounds like from your perspective as a coach, you're now helping people in whatever industry that they want to get into. What I don't I don't specify any industry. Mm. We gonna get money in every lane, mm-hmm. right? We need options, right? In life, I feel like you should always have an option. You shouldn't be stuck against the wall because when that door shut, we can just open this room or we can go over here, right? So I teach people just a general courier service. Okay. I don't care what your customer is. If that thing moves from point A to point B, we need to set a rate and we need to get this business. Let's go. <laughs> is there a reason that you, or through your um, your experience, you said you specialize in box trucks and cargo vans. And cargo vans. Um, but there's levels to it. So you said scooter, bicycle, all those things. Right. Um, do you know that part of the industry or have you decided that this part of the industry is for another like like business partner or do you specialize in the whole? I can specialize in the whole carrier industry, but I don't live in a city anymore where I can be on a bike, mm-hmm. right? That's only for major cities, mm-hmm. right? You can't be in McDonough, Georgia on a scooter. It don't work that way, right? right? You know what I'm saying? So. If you're in a major city, yeah. So if you're in New York, you'll see people on the bikes and doing the courier services. For me, the bigger equipment, the more the money. I want the big money, so I chose the cargo vans and the box trucks, right? Strategic, yes. So I want the bigger money. I started off in a car, which was good money, but it was the hustle game. I had to do a lot more Mm -hmm. to see my profit. And when I got a cargo van, I was like, okay, it's a little less. Mm -hmm. Then when I got a box truck, oh, it's way less for a lot more. Mm -hmm. So that's why I was like, you know what? This is my lane. This is what I like. Okay, okay. (laughs) All right, so now that we have set the foundation, we got to go back because this is very location-centric, right? Depending on whatever location you are, that's going to depend the strategy that's best for you. That's going to determine the... the actual like strategy, I guess, from the, yep. the actual vehicle to the industry that's going to be best for you to the money that you're going to be getting, the rates that you charge, all of the things, right? Yep, so let's go back. Where are you from? Baltimore, Maryland. Okay, what's it like out there? We all, we only know B more. I mean, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, what do you what do you guys say? What's uh, what are what is it? <laughs> oh, I wish like I said, I'm from the I'm from the South too bad. What's up, you're, you're... What's up, Dami? How about that? Let's start, let's start with that one. What's up, Dami? <laughs> what's up, Dami? Uh, what was it like growing up in B more? Oh man, so me, I really moved all over the place. So you can see you can say DC and Baltimore, right? So. I mean, rough and tough. Like, I grew up rough and tough. Like, mm. my parents, they didn't have it. You know, they had addictions. My my dad wasn't around. My grandmother was a was a maid. Like, we didn't have it. So we was eight people in a two-bedroom, right? So I was sleeping on the couch. Me and my brother was sleeping on the couch. My uncle had the bedroom. My grandmother had the other bedroom. Everybody else on the floor. So, no, like, it's, it's really no movement. Like, now that I look back at it, it's no movement, no motivation, no nothing. Mm-hmm. Right? Survive the day. How you going to eat? Hustle and muscle. If you don't have it, how you going to take it? Yeah. Right? That type of cutthroat mentality. Yeah. If somebody got it, you need to go take it because you got to feed this family. Mm-hmm. That's the type of life that I grew up in. And it, it, it was really rough, right, growing up and really because you adapt this mindset of kill and be killed. Yeah. Like, I got to walk down the street. I got to make it home. Mm-hmm. So I got to be in a do things that I don't want to do sometimes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I love that's it. like growing up in Baltimore. Everybody, like, I'm telling you, if you don't got that dog mentality, you're going to get ate up in that city. Yeah. I was, um, uh, funny, I was at a Life Jennings concert last night, and you, I don't know if you know his music, but one of his songs is like, a stick up kid. Yeah. And he goes through the mindset of a person that's like, unfortunately, 
if if I see you as a target, the way that my mind is set up, yeah. I can see that I need to go after what you got. Did you feel like you were walking a fine line, or did you take into, did you like, you know, take onto that mindset of like, stick up kid? Did you get caught up in any of those like, you know, street? Oh street yeah, one, 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 eleven years old. That's when I jumped off the porch. Eleven years old. Jumped off the porch. I had my yeah. Now that's when you know we started playing with guns and we started you know making a little bit of money in the streets. So. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you okay? Got. You. <laughs> I, we, but I'm the youngest, not the youngest, the second youngest of six. So my older brothers, they was already into it. So my my dad was into it. My grandfather was. So it's passed down like. And it was okay, like yeah, it's a family if I business. See, yeah, like if I see them do it, like why can't I do it? Right. They 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 not starving no more. You know what I'm saying? They they got fresh feet. You ain't going to school making fun of people. Like you go to school and you ain't right. You gonna get picked on, boy. That <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Them hand me downs right. you got on, like nah, I wasn't having it. I'm not fighting every day. I'm gonna get fly. So I'm gonna get some money in my pocket. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But one thing that you you said that that amazes me. As you said, it was stagnant, right? Everything stagnant. around you stagnant. is the mindset that we hear about, which is like, you know, what even like maybe some hip hop even portrays, because it seems really hard to get out of those type of situations. Encouragement is one of those things that is, uh, it's like, it's like gold in a desert. It's, it's, it's like water in a desert. Yep. What was the first time you realized, hey, there's a different path for me? Uh, shout out to my uncle Nod, man. He just, he always told me, Dayron, you different. It's something like I, he couldn't explain it to me. He was just like, it's di you different. Mm. You know, the way you think is different. The way you move is different. You can be better than this. Mm. He always told me that to his dying day. He said, yo, I'm telling you, you can be better than this. You can make it out. And he just kept rubbing it in. He kept rubbing it in. What would you describe that different now that you think about it? Um, I think the difference was I, I had more confidence in when I would go after stuff, right? Mm. So I see a lot of people, they wouldn't, oh, no, I don't deserve it. Like, I, no, I deserve that. That was me. Like, I deserve that. Mm -hmm. I'm going to walk in this room with my head hang high, and I'm going like, to present myself. And a lot of people wouldn't. That was in that type of situation. They'd be like, nah. And it was a race thing, too. Like, people would be like, yo, the white people got up. Like, no, it's not. Oh, my we can have this. <laughs> we can have this conversation. That's, like, it's not. That's it. <laughs> I'm, when I tell you, I don't even know how to put it, but you just you just struck <laughs> yes. a chord for me right now. Because when it comes to us being African American, I refuse to identify with we are oppressed. Exactly. You get what I'm saying? I, I, I say to my circle, which, like you say, like when people aren't necessarily hip to that same mindset, we there are people who don't even identify with being oppressed. Man, I'm telling you. So, like, for you, like, when you're walking in that space, your Uncle Nard is, like, recognizing that you're different, and you're like, no, I deserve it. Was there any at, at any point where did you just have blinders on, or was everyone around you outside of your Uncle Nard, like, did you have to create a bubble for yourself outside of those other mindsets? What was yeah. it like for you to maintain? So what happened was my father had came home from prison, and he married my stepmother, and her family was different. Mm. They had the money. You walk in that house, you couldn't touch the ceiling. Mm -hmm. Eight bedrooms. Pool in the back. Mm -hmm. These black people that I can actually see now doing this. That was a different mentality. Like, y'all really doing this. Yeah. My step-grandfather, uh, Bill, he owned a telecom company. Black man, how you you own a company? I thought this was TV. So this is your in-laws? No, this is my step-parents. Your step-parents. Yeah. So I'm like, 
dang, these black people really making it. That was the difference for me. Now I can see it. Mm-hmm. Now I can talk to people. Yes. Successful black people. Say no more. All you got to do is show me once. I'm going to show you twice. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh that was God. the difference. I was like, yeah, I got it. Perfect. Oh, my God. That was the first time they took me on vacation. Mm-hmm. I went to Ocean City, Maryland. Mm-hmm. That was the first time I went to, on vacation. I'm like, I want this life. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be in the hood. I don't want to go to the corner store no more and be like, yo, I don't know if I'm going to make it home. Yeah. Or look across the street and be like, man, I'm, we beefing with this dude. Things about, you know what I mean, shootouts and things. I don't want that. Yeah. I'm trying to live in a country like these folks. Big house. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So once you were exposed to it, it, it just sounds like for you it's osmosis. Yeah. Because, um, yep. you know, you were blessed to have an uncle who saw better better in you. Yep. You were blessed to be exposed to black people who were doing well. You were blessed to even have that internal confidence to, like, be able to receive yeah, I was, that. I was, I was blessed for that. Ooh, thank I was, you, I was blessed. Thank you. <laughs> I was oh, blessed for that. <laughs> because <laughs> cause a lot of people don't know what to do with those type of opportunities. And here you are, even to this day, when you right. say you're in the room with certain, like, high-level people, you're able to absorb that information right. and receive whatever they have to offer. So the motivation, like, it is... It, like it's on a level. So when you when you guys see, I I only saw a glimpse of of like the tip of the iceberg of what it is that you do in your community, right? And so when I can see that energy, it just makes me it it fires me up when you see another person like getting it. But then also to hear your story, you come from a different background than me. Um, like you're you're so I went straight into corporate. Okay. So when we had our, our the when we talked before the podcast, um. Oftentimes I talk to people, I know a lot of people who went straight into corporate from like co- from college, mm-hmm. which it you had some people have developed a strong mindset and some people kind of go just straight up the, the system. Right. You didn't have the system to like just Not at all. mold you. So what was the next step for you? Like for your family, was anyone saying, hey, you going to college next? What, what was nope. the next for you? So the next for me was, I, w- I was always a good football player. Mm-hmm. So my coaches poured into me and they was like, yo, you going to college. Okay, cool. But I'm going to college to play football. I'm not going to college for academics. Yeah. <laughs> but when you get up there, you realize, if you don't do the academics, you can't stay here. No, wait a minute, how did you realize <laughs> that though? Oh, the yeah, you don't shoot up. You don't shoot up if you don't get No, you don't shoot up. Yes, yes. I'm not shooting up, I'm not going to class. What school did you go to? University of Albany. Is it really big on football or more so education? Nah, it was it was big on education. It wasn't it wasn't the right fit for me. I was chasing a, a female and I had a scholarship there. I was like, yeah, I'm going. Mm. And uh, I was in a wrong situation. Nobody up there cared about me. They just cared about, can you produce on the field? Okay. Well, if you don't produce in the classroom, you can, well, I'm not doing this classroom. Mm-hmm. I don't know how, like, I'm up here by myself. Nobody's sending me no money. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know what I mean? I don't know how to make a dollar around this area. Mm-hmm. And, all right, they run, you got to go. <laughs> like, you don't do what you're supposed to do, you got to go. So after the first semester, I was like, yo, I'm gone. Like, y'all about to kick me out anyway. I'm going to leave before y'all kick me out. Mm. And um, from there... What was your major? Just to... I don't even remember. Like, I think it was business management. Mm -hmm. I can't... Like, I don't even remember the process. Mm. Because nobody held my hand. Like, I couldn't ask my mother. I couldn't go home and be like, yo, ma, what should I... They dropped out into eighth grade, ninth grade. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it was like, I was just confused. And I just wanted to play football. But as a student athlete, you got to be a student first. Mm -hmm. And 17 years old, I didn't understand that at all. At all. As I'm hearing it, honestly, I think it, it's a blessing. Because I know oh, what a lot that, of people, yes. when I hear, because uh, I, I went to an SEC school. Okay. And it's like, uh, uh, what do they say? 
school first, football second. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so there's so what many. What school was that? Uh, SEC. So I went to University of Georgia. Okay. But I hear the same thing. Texas. I hear the same thing in uh, Louisiana. I hear just a, the same mindset where they they try to make it seem like football. They try to make it seem like education is important, but right. really. They'll give you an A just right. so that you can go to the NFL. And they funnel these boys to the NFL without really forcing them to get an education. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? So how we're, life happens, and we're forced to get an education. So how did you receive your education? School of hard knocks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Trial and error. Mm -hmm. Trial and error. Yo, know, I done bumped my head so many times. And one thing that always stuck with me was, if somebody told me, I can't remember, if somebody, if you get somebody to like you, they'll give you an opportunity. Mm -hmm. So that's all I focused on. I'm going to get this person to like me. I'm going to get this person to like me. They gave me an opportunity. No matter if it was in the streets, no matter if it was in, when I took the corporate jobs, all I'm going to do is focus on you liking me. Because mm -hmm. if you liking me, you're going to work with me. And that was, that, that was what I stuck with. That was my guns and butter. Okay. <laughs> Those relationships. Yeah, that was it. Okay. I'm not I'm not mad at that at all. What was the skill set? Like so one of the things like when you get a person to like you, right? Then they see, you know, potential in you, they want to work with you. What was the thing that maintained those relationships? Oh, dedication. So I got a pride, right? So I got a pride, so I'm not going to do bad work. Mm -hmm. Right? And I got to think about me. I got to figure this out. Mm -hmm. I don't know it's not an answer to me. Mm -hmm. I don't know right now, but I'm going to figure it out. That was the thing, like, when people see that in you, because so many people, how many people you know that settle? I don't know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. No, I, I'm going to figure it out. Mm -hmm. I don't care how long it take me. I'm going to figure it out, and I got my pride. And I got my word, right? I'm a dude of an environment where your word is bond. Right. So if I say I'm going to do it, it's done. So did you, um, your uncle was an entrepreneur, telecom, right? That's my grandfather. That's your grandfather. Step-grandfather, yeah. And then did you have any other entrepreneurs around you at that time? Or was getting a job the only, like, way to, to go? At first, no. So my uncle had came home. My other uncle had came home from prison, and he started to, like, he had the box trucks. Mm -hmm. So he instilled it in me. Like, he talked talk to me one day, like, yo, you know, we, me and your father, we did 10 years plus in jail. You don't need to do this. Mm -hmm. This courier thing, like, we making three grand a week. I'm, once he said that, <laughs> what you say? Three, six, nine, twelve thousand dollars a month. What's up? Mm -hmm. Like, what's happening? When was this? Huh? When was this? I was uh, this when I was twenty-one. I had okay. left New York, came back down to Maryland, mm -hmm. and I was back in the streets. Okay. And he was like, "Yo, get out the streets. I got something for you." So when he told me that, I tried that out, but my mindset wasn't there. So it was a company called Hazen Transport. They gave me a contract. I started making this money. But I was like, I'm not waiting every Friday for this company to settle me out. I'm gonna make this, I need to make this daily money that I've been making. So long story short, I wasn't fulfilling the contract. They run, you gotta go. <laughs> like they cut the contract and I'm like, forget it. Like I, I still got the street money. Mm -hmm. And then a couple years later, the fans start cracking down. <laughs> like we like 23. Everybody around me going to prison and then they, um, they go into my cousin's house. And he was the, my number two in the streets. And I'm like, oh, sh I'm like, now they too close yes. to me. Mm -hmm. I was like, yo, I'm done. That's when I knew I was done. And that's when I was like, yo, I'm going to get on Indeed.com and I'm applying to everything. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm, yo, I'm ready to get a job. What? Like, I'm ready to get a job. Yeah. And um, I got a job at Truist. Well, 
BB&T at the time. Okay. As a uh, commercial real estate portfolio analyst. I didn't even know what it was. Seriously? Because I'm like, that's I just looked at the salary. Okay. 65 to 85,000. I'm like, I know people in my family that's 40, 50 that don't make that. Mm -hmm. They called me and gave me an interview. I'm like, oh, for real? Yeah. Me? Yeah. <laughs> Y'all sure? I'm on YouTube. Like, what is it? <laughs> interview skills. Like, yo, give me something. Yeah. I was just like, yo, get them to like you. Yeah. It was a lady, too. I was like, okay, I'm going to go in there with Charm. I got her. I got it. <laughs> well, at this time, did they have you go through multiple rounds? Nope. One round. Wow. One round. I was in um interview on Thursday. I went to Mexico on Friday. They called me on that Friday. It was like, yo, we got 55000 for you. I'm like, yo, I, I swear I saw 65 to 85. Mm -hmm. I said, nah, this ain't enough. Call me back when you got a real offer. Just like that? Just like that. Call me back 20 minutes later. They run, we got 70 grand for you. I, when you want me to stop? <laughs> I was going to ask you if you had to <laughs> did you negotiate? I, where do you want me to start after that? 70 grand? Mm -hmm. Let's get it. 23, 24. Yeah, yeah 23. Mm -hmm. So when did you start? Uh, I probably started like a week later. Some people will, you know, get get apply to a job, have no clue, right? Get right. the job off personality, and then you get the first one or two, two weeks in, and then you realize, oh, what did I get myself into? That's it. That was it? That was it. I was like, yo. When they was throwing me spreadsheets, and I'm like, oh, step, I'm in trouble. Like, what's this? Mm -hmm. So I was asking questions indirectly, like, I don't need them to know that I'm stupid, <laughs> but... <laughs> I need this answer because I don't know what this is. Yeah. So I just kept asking questions and um, that my supervisor, shout out to Miss Gail, like she was an older lady, she was so dope, mm -hmm. like so thankful, like she the one that interviewed me, gave me the opportunity. She was like, she even told me like they run, like I had to fight for you to get the salary. And I was like, well, I'm gonna fight for you. You know what I mean? I'm gonna fight to learn this job, and every day I just showed up, yeah. just went in, just kept learning, kept learning, kept learning. And I just figured it out because I didn't know what these spreadsheets was, how to use Excel. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, people, how, they was like, Dayron, can you make the spreadsheet? I'm like, all right, YouTube University, because I don't know this. Yeah. <laughs> that is so dope. Commercial real estate yeah. evaluations. I'm looking at this shit like, yo, what is this? Yeah. What did I get myself into? When did the light bulb click for you that you felt like you knew what you were even doing? Probably like six months in. Okay. Six months in. Like, I went to two trainings. And I was like, yo, on I ain't. your own time. No, I, went, I was supposed to go to one. I mm -hmm. went to two. Oh, like they put you through training and they said, oh, And I was like, yo, I, I felt like I ain't understand it. Can you send me a kid? That's, 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 that's what happened. That's respectable, too. Yeah. A lot of people are not like willing to just say, I don't know. And like you said, I don't want them to know I'm stupid. They probably, nobody knows a lot of times. Right. So the fact <laughs> that somebody's willing to say, hey, put me through that one more time. <laughs> put me through right that one more that. time. Dang, so six months in, you starting to get your footing. Yeah. What is it that you, like, like, what is it that you learned in that job? Like, tactically, right? And then also, like, business sense. So, I learned how to network. I learned how to talk to people efficiently. Okay. Right? And I learned how to not get mad when people didn't agree with me. Mm. Like, because in the street, if people don't agree with you, like, what you mean? You know what I mean? It's a different level, so... I learned how to walk in a room and understand and listen instead of talk. I learned how to, you know what I mean, listen and receive the information and understand that, yo, get the game. Shut your mouth. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. People love to talk about their self. It's that one thing that people say that I'm like, okay, I'm going to apply that to my life. Mm. That's what I learned. 
right? I learned how to walk in a room and make people feel me just the way I dress or just the way I walk in there with confidence. Mm -hmm. Energy, high energy. Yeah. Don't come in here with low energy. People ain't gonna, they, they don't like that. Right. All that from the corporate job. Learn how to send emails, best regards, best wishes, <laughs> like for real, yeah. small stuff. Yeah. Learn how to send cookies to your clients. Like we had lawyers sending us cookies. I'm like, I'm gonna do that one day when I have my business. This is dope. Yeah. I'm gonna take them. I'm a, their whole team. I want to buy them lunch. Like I learned small stuff that is major for me now. It's dope. Absolutely. It's dope. The people skills and like one thing that I try to help people understand who want to leave corporate and go into entrepreneurship, who don't have that like uh, grounded groundedness before you were somewhere else before you even got to corporate right. is that. Um, the little things, it's the people management, it's the email, it's the structure yep. that we pick up on. We have to let go of a lot of a lot of ways. So I think because the organization is set up yep. the way it is, we get caught up in the job kind of being done for us. But what you did was you went in the room and you soaked up the conversation. Yep. You weren't just focused on the spreadsheets because you, you didn't even know what a spreadsheet was when you got in there. I was like, yo, what did I get? Like, I was so confused. I'm like, yo. I just had to start praying, like, please, mm -hmm. I'm about to get fired. <laughs> These people think like this. <laughs> I don't know what this is. Yeah, no, wait, you, were you really about to get fired? Or did you feel No, like... I felt like like I was about to get, like, it was, they didn't it was know. me thinking. They didn't know you were struggling. No, they didn't know. Yeah. I was just faking it. Mm -hmm. They didn't know mm -hmm. at all. You were faking <laughs> it, but you really weren't. Like, in, in a true sense of, like, career coaching. You did exactly what you like. We tell someone to do. Like, you get the job now. Learn the job yeah. and do what you need to do to <laughs> learn, even outside of the job. Right. Like nobody knows, but for some reason we get in our heads about, oh, I should know all this stuff, and then you actually get fired. Yep. So you did exactly <laughs> what like most corporate people would. I was done. in my own head. That's it. I was like, yo, they run what? The? Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Do you belong here? I'm like, I had all of doubts. So for you, this is a new environment, you know? 1,000%. Before you had to fight the low vibration mindset, yep. um, low energy and nowhere out mindset. So how did you shift? How did you shake that self-doubt off? Um, express, <laughs> express menswear. So I would always wear this, like I love wearing suits. It made me feel some type of way. Hmm. I had a custom briefcase with my name on it. Like, I would dress the part. Really? Yeah, so that's what happened. Like, I, people people would compliment me every day, like, yo, that's a nice suit. I was like, yeah, I, I got it now. I'm the man. Like, I feel it, I'm feeling myself. So, like, just the way, like, if I was looking good, I felt good. Mm -hmm. I felt like if I'm feeling good, I'm going to do good. So that, that was, like, me dressing every day was dope. That helped me so much with my confidence. Yeah. That helped me, like, attract people. Like my loan officer, he was like, yo, can you, I got this big meat, can you dress me? I was like, yeah, I got you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This dude making 200, over $250,000 asking me for advice? Yeah. Confidence go up. <laughs> because that's who you are as a person, right. building you as a person. Yeah. So it allows you to open up your mind and stop thinking so that you can be, right. be present with this individual who yeah. respects your opinion. <laughs> this right. is amazing. <laughs> I think it's so dope. There, I want to share with you, like, 
because it's a parallel. I went through a process of like kind of self-doubt as well, yeah. but um, I, it wasn't a person or it wasn't, that's just a dope way to, to get confidence yeah. in like people like liking your opinion. Um, it was a book. It was called Presence. Okay. And it was about walking in the room and expanding, <laughs> even if you don't feel like it. And so I would come into the room and I would introduce myself. I'm Ariel. They're like, who is Ariel? Right. Like, I was the analyst. But I would still introduce myself to, to the director. Those type of things, they trigger your mind. And so that makes a lot of sense. Like, right. the fact that you still were in self-doubt, it didn't, it didn't like, uh, just go away. Or well, it kind of did. Like, it was a perspective shift. Right, yep. Of you being able to look the part. And then you being able to receive just like this relationship with the person who's like, hey, I respect your opinion. Can you help me? Right. You're like, dang, I guess I can So I missed that part. So I didn't I did walk in a room and shake everybody's hands. Mm. So I missed that part. So people would be like, hey, what is that dude that dresses nice at your office? They already do. And I'm like, hold up. Why don't why they don't know my name? Because mm. you're not walking around introducing yourself. Like, I was never that type of guy to walk up to you, hey, my name is Dave. Like, I wasn't, I, I ain't built that type of confidence. I just walked in the room and I was like, y'all can yeah. see this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> the dude with the good cologne, Savage Dior. So what did yeah. you do next? Did, oh, what, what I mean, what did you do? Did you start introducing yourself? Yeah, so after a while, I'm like, yo, I, I'm like a year in the job. And I'm like, don't nobody know my name. And they like, yo, this, this guy who dresses like this, I'm tired of hearing that. They run buyers. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. they run. You're not going to hear that. So once you hear it once, it's like you only going to hear it again. Yeah. I need you to understand my name, not yeah. the guy who dresses nice. I don't, don't want to be that guy. Yes. I do, but understand who the name is. You know what I right. mean? So, <laughs> so this is you building your personal brand. Yeah. Your first, the first year is you just getting your footing in the environment. It's you getting building your confidence. It's you building your awareness of who you are in the organization. Yep. And it's be also people building awareness of just like the fact that you exist. Yep. So then if, if we look at it as like a puzzle, your personal brand is a puzzle, what was the next thing that you became known for in the organization? So the organization granted me an opportunity to become um, a chairman of the diversity. Mm. They wanted black people in the organization to be more confident, more so me and my guy Eric Thompson, he was another black, and he was he had a big wig job, and uh, we was co-chair. So that was my next step. Now it was like, okay, we're in a room, and it's everybody in this organization that looked like us. Mm. What do we have a difficulty with? And now we were bridging the gap, right? And we can be open. Hey, I don't feel confident talking to this old white guy. Okay, that's cool. How are we gonna work through this? Mm -hmm. And I'm like. People gotta see something in me if they go put me in this position. That was my next step. Mm. <laughs> that was dope. What did you see when you said that was your next step? You you became the chair of this diversity group. So again, it's 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 your relationships. It's who you are. Because when you can bridge the gap between the young specialist or analyst who's nervous about walking into their director's office, yep. you have the ear of the leaders. And you have the ear of like the people who are working underneath that person, right? Exactly. So you're using your relationship skills again yep. to like bridge that gap. Yep. Wow. Okay. So so as you're becoming more known, it wasn't particularly real estate. It wasn't particularly spreadsheets. It wasn't any of the like tactical skills that. Not at all. <laughs> I, I had an F one O. 
A in personality, F one of Did you ever come to a point where your supervisor was like, hey, you're good at all this other stuff, but were you just good enough so that they weren't like tripping just, about your work? Just good enough. Mm. 1,000%. Just good enough. Mm. But the clients love me. Mm. I like this guy. That's all I needed. <laughs> I'm so, I'm so floored. Um, your story is, is <laughs> I'm looking at it and I'm just, it, it all makes sense to me, but I'm also like, dang, you know, you did it, Yeah. you know? And what I'm thinking about is how in, um, the first thing that you said, which I absolutely agree with, but I never seen how it translated to entrepreneurship is that you want to make people like you first, right? And then they'll, they'll be willing to give you opportunities. And so I always felt in co corporate America, like if you're liked, you'll be fine. Yep. I feel like honestly, yeah, you will be. You will, <laughs> you will be. <laughs> but, and I, I just thought it was, a, I, I never took it as a lesson. Like the way you're taking it, I always took it like, they like me. Right. But I wanted to be good at the stuff. Right. But it was like, no, Ariel. Just if I, anyway, I, I think that if, more people could recognize the value of those relationships. I don't think I recognize the value of those relationships so soon. You wanted to do good on paper. I wanted to do good on paper. Nah, I wanted people to like me. Forget this paper. That is so I don't want to be doing this paper. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all, it was today that I was really floored and, and, and I'm, I'm analyzing my own journey through your journey. I Everybody sure got that own, like, thing, though. Yeah. You might be good on the paper, but people like me. Mm -hmm. We both will be in the same office, mm. but I'm gonna just ask you, hey Ariel, can you do this? Can you help me? That's where you. And you might that. tell me, Dayron, can you go talk to this person for me? Hey, we gonna get it. <laughs> yeah, you know are you big on teamwork? Are you big on collaborations? One thousand percent. Yeah. Yeah, one thousand percent. So there was one thing I was gonna say, and then I want to get to that point, but that likability, you know, like, do you see that? Um, because the way that I've seen it is like you know corporate is very much more you can be liked and be successful and yep. entrepreneurship is like what are your results yep and um in corporate you were able to kind of just get by in the job yep. do you feel like the same uh, 80 20 rule so to speak or principle do you feel like the same principle kind of exists in entrepreneurship or do you feel like results are more it's more results focused <clears throat> um entrepreneurship is more results driven right so to get you in the door people gotta like you mm -hmm. After you sign a contract, what can you do? Right? But the thing about entrepreneurship, now it's your baby. That This personal. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This personal. Mm -hmm. You play with this, we're going to have a problem. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I built this. I got so much sweat equity in this, this can't fail. When I'm in a corporate, this y'all thing. I'm a small fish in the big. I don't care. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But when I build my company, carry your business academy, cast a lot on delivery, don't play with that. This the best. I'm standing on that. Whatever I need to do to make it the best, I got it. Mm. I don't care. You're not going to give me a one-star review. I want five. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I want five. Bar none. <laughs> Bar none. Okay, I love it. I love it. So it, that makes sense. And I, that's one of the things that I picked up on. It's like you can't come out here just off of the sin off of the like just they like me terms you uh, still have to like deliver have and to. and i think that that's one thing that i want to drive home to a lot of folks who are following in both of our shoes but more so without that um that awareness and like what are the results that you have because a lot of times you can just tap the mouse 
and keep it going and still get a nice little promotion the next year. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, but it's not the same in entrepreneurship, so it's that drive. So now we're doing well. This is year two in corporate. When did you start to get the bug again to go back into courier service? Was it a straight shot, or did you test out other things in entrepreneurship? Well, uh, money started getting low. Mm -hmm. Right, I was tapping into my savings, and I'm like, I'm not making enough. Okay, they run. You know about the courier business. Okay, I'm gonna do it part time. Right, I'm gonna try it part time. Went out on Craigslist, got me a van, twenty two hundred dollars. Got a contract with a company called Expedited Baltimore. Hold on, they started throwing me more money than I was making full time, but I'm doing this part time. <laughs> All right, okay. They run your van is sitting all day. Why don't you hire some lights? Why don't you hire somebody so they can make you money while you're at work? Cool, I got my cousin. The worst decision, but the best decision. Mm. Worst employee, but the best mindset shift. Mm -hmm. Got it. BBT is now merging with SunTrust, and now we got new management. This lady is racist. They run ain't having that. I got the stain to fall back on. I can make this money. Adios. Corp, I'm gone. Lily, one day I just walked in. I sat there for about five minutes and I'm like, yep, I'm gone. I can't do this. Mm -hmm. Walked out, never looked back. No two weeks. No two weeks, no nothing. Day. No speaking to nobody. No Straight nothing. Up. Briefcase, I'm gone. Computer, I threw the keys on the desk. I'm gone. I can't do this. Mm. Hey, Ron, if you're going to make this business work, you got to go into full time. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I said it in my sleep or God told me, like, I got it. Ever since that day, they was like, yo, they run. Can you get another van in this location? Yep, bought another van. Hey, can you do it in Alexandria? Yep. I don't want to buy another van, but I know people in D.C. who have a van. You know what? I'm going to get them a job, take a piece of it. Now I'm making money without physically being there. Okay. I see it working. They run, can you do it in Delaware? Can you do it in PA? Yeah. Started doing it all around the country for Spoke Logistics. For Spoke Logistics? Yeah, for Spoke Logistics. Okay. And they was like, yo, can you do it in Utah? I'm like, yep, got it. Got it. Wow. They just kept giving me opportunities. I kept fulfilling. Uh-huh. So you're building your empire at this point. Building How it. Much, uh... and it. And it went fast. So you made more, you started making more in your um, courier business yep. than you were in your corporate. Um, how much was uh, like your first year full time? My first year full time was probably 150000 Got you. That's you building your empire. And you're at this point um, in how many locations? Um, we had, it was me. I was still driving. Um, I had to drive. So we like in 15 locations. Okay, 15 throughout locations the, throughout, throughout the, the nation. Yeah. And you're still driving, and you have, like, how many on your team? I have 15 contractors, too, under me. Okay. Okay, 15 contractors. You were doing it by yourself, $100,000 in your first year in entrepreneurship. And was the margin good? Yes, great. Really? Great. Remember, I wasn't, I was hiring contractors who had the equipment. Mm. I had no overhead. So it's all profit. <laughs> all profit. Wow. Okay. Was it all, was it like that before when you were in corporate? So was the margins were the same? You just were probably getting like a, like twenty five percent of that because you weren't working as much. So the margins was like so my driver was it was a forty sixty split. Mm. I was getting sixty. He was he was getting forty. Okay. So it was still good. Okay. And um, 
<laughs> you said that uh, I can't get past this one because you said you know hiring family was the best decision, well, oh best mindset or decision. <laughs> if oh you were God. to do it again, right? You're still in your corporate job, and let's say the you didn't have a racist boss, right? right. Let's say how would you run the play if you were still working your job once you realized you had the mindset to hire someone, right? What would you? How would you run the play uh, now that you know, you know what worked and what didn't? I never thought about that. I never thought about that, but if I didn't, I would probably stay there and keep that funding for the job and keep pumping it too and buy in more equipment. Mm. That that would have probably been the play because Gail was awesome. She was an awesome boss, mm. right? When that lady, I can't even remember her name, when she came in, it was like, mm -hmm. I was all the way turned off. I gotta go. Yeah. I'm going home arguing with my wife like, yo, I'm just starting to move. Mm -hmm. It's affecting my whole life. I'm like, they bro, you got to get out of here. Yeah. I'm, I'm waking up every day like, yo, I cannot believe I got to go here. That type of mindset. Yeah, it was pulling everything, you down. Yes, everything. Mm-hmm. Not working out, gain of weight. Looking crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It wasn't good for your health. Drinking. Mm. I'm like, yo, this is just... This can't be like, people can't do this for 30 years. Like, I don't know how you do this. Yeah. With a boss like that. Mm-hmm. Nah. But I never thought about if I did, like, I never thought about, I'm glad it happened how it happened. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. It, because for the way it happened, it allowed you to burn the bridges and just go 100% in what you wanted to do. Yep. There are a lot of people who, the reason I asked about the place, because there's someone literally watching like, okay, so how do I do it while I'm at my nine to five? And maybe I have a good boss. Right. So if they can run the play and do exactly what you did, they might be thinking I have to burn the bridge in order to be successful, but you maybe didn't have to burn a bridge. You could have been successful in both, both, right? Right, so if I was, to, now I think back at it, if I was to do it, I would have, uh... I would do it until I started losing money by going to work. Until mm, right. your job became yeah. diminishing returns. Yeah. Till it like, so if I was going to do it full time and I was going to make eight hundred, my job only paid me three. Well, I'm missing five hundred. Mm -hmm. Why am I coming here? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's math at that point. Yeah. Why am I coming here? It don't mm -hmm. make no sense. Mm -hmm. So that's what I would have did. I would have stayed until I was like, you know what? I'm losing money by being here. That's mm -hmm. what I would have did. Yeah. That's the, thank you for sharing it. That's the mindset. That's what I'm going to do. That's yeah. the so you burned on bridges. You look forward. You started your business, 15 locations after a year in, and you're doing doing well. Doing great. When, when was your first, um, I feel like every entrepreneur has their knock. When was your first knock? Did you, did you experience it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, when was your first? As fast as it went up, as fast as it came down. Really? They run. Mm -hmm. Don't like something somebody said. I act ignorant. Cut ties with me. Spoke said bye. Mm. All 15 locate, everything gone. Gone. Because you said, you said something different? Like I did. I went to the office and act like I wasn't supposed to act. They was like, nah, we, they was like, nah, we done. Mm. I was like, shit. Like this $15,000, $20,000 gone a month. <laughs> I'm like, yo, what I'm going to do? Mm -hmm. They want to get back to the basics. You still got a van. You know how to hustle. Start it over. Mm -hmm. BMW Express gave me an opportunity. Did it again. Did it again. I said, yo, you a bad man. If you could do it once, you could do it. I like, Because I didn't know how I was going to bounce back. I was like, yo. I like, I really messed up. Yeah. Did it again. 
How long did it take, um, without dwelling too much on that, but how long did it take for you to, like you said, bounce back? Probably like six months. Six months. Yeah, probably. I was hustling for like six months and then VW opportunity came. And they were like, yo, we need 20 drivers. And I said, I got you. Mm -hmm. I can do that. Mm -hmm. And that's how it happened. So you did it twice at this point. Yep. And I want to hear the rest of the story, but when you're teaching people how to get it from ground zero, right? What are some of the things? And I'm because I'm sure you've learned it after figuring out what the pattern is. If you're doing it the first time, now you're doing it the second time. What are some of the things that you tell your students that they need to do to start from ground up? First of all, create relationships. Mm -hmm. That's number one. Like you need to have so many relationships and opportunities that you have options. Don't put yourself in a box, right? Because if somebody cuts this contract, where are you going to go next? Right? I got so many people call me every day that I got to decline business. That's how I want it. That's how you want it. Mm -hmm. And um, that's the first thing, right? And then it's the hustle. When you get an opportunity, you add value. Don't say, hey, what can I get out of this? No, what can I give you? That's gonna keep the relationship going. That's gonna bring somebody, uh, take somebody and tell them, hey, I need to hold this person close. Um, and then like, and then hustle, like get it. This is your product. This is your brand. Stand on that. Mm -hmm. Don't go through the motions, separate yourself. So it's really a mindset piece, but it's really the relationships because in the career space, we need each other for the stuff to move around. If I got a contract in Baltimore, I might say, hey, Ariel, you know somebody in Atlanta that could handle this for me? Mm -hmm. That's how it is in the career space. It's relationship-based. Relationship. Wow. Because I would have thought one of the first things that you need to learn is like logistics. You know what uh, I mean? Like. Yeah. Um, Distribution. Nah, we ain't doing all that. <laughs> we not there yet. Like that is a whole distribution fulfillment. That's a whole other monster. That's warehousing. That's team. That's syst like that's real big systems. Mm -hmm. That's scanning barcode. Like I'm not doing all that right now. I go to your warehouse. You want me run around? I put that in the van. And we gone. Got you. Keep it simple. You My motto: easy, simple, fast. Easy, simple, fast. Easy, simple, fast. Okay, so does that mean you wouldn't go into distribution or you wouldn't do it until it was easy? I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. Okay. Right, I'm not there yet. Um, I look at it, I'm just like, I look at some of like my mentors' warehouses, I'm just like, yo, how you do this? Right? But that was their angle getting in from the get go. That wasn't mine. Mm, they right? wanted to get into that. They wanted to get into that. Mm hmm. I'm not interested. Mm hmm. What you need move from point A to point B, we got you all day long. Got you. You want me to bring a big trailer in my warehouse and sort this and do this and now get this person each route to send this back out. They run, ain't doing all that. <laughs> I ain't doing all that. Mm -hmm. That's not my vertical. Speaking of your vertical, um, you know, there's many ways to make a millions and millions and millions of dollars. So the angle that you're taking, you know, as you're teaching other of your students to get into this game, and the first step being build relationships, get your mind right, produce results, add value. Um, what is the, I guess, what is the pie? I see it. I see it as this pie where it's like, yes, you're, um, you guys are learning how to build relationships. You're also learning how to build your courier system, your courier network, yep. um, both locations and through connections. But then, like, what's the pie that you that you're after? What's the um, what's the big the big shark that you're after? Because I, I I understand logistics so well because I come from retail, I come from distribution, and my mind is working. It works like systems. 
But when it comes to like relationships, what are the moguls doing in your space? Um, the moguls, so they, what can I say? So they, like Jason Burns, he just sold his company. So that's what I want to build. I want to build a relationship where I have a company's entire outsourcing, right? Mm -hmm. So say, for example, like I have a dry ice company. I want their whole national footprint. That's what I want. Yeah. I want that. Every warehouse in the country, I want you to use my service. Yeah. Not just in Baltimore. Yeah. Not just in D.C. Mm -hmm. The entire country. That's my goal, Right. Also for the community, like when people need drivers or, or business partners, I want to, I want to funnel them through my community, mm -hmm. the biggest community in the carrier space. That's what I want, right? That's what I want. No charge, just bridging the gap. Mm -hmm. Y'all gotta need they they're looking for opportunities. Here you go. Yeah. Is your network? Um, I just thought about this. Is a great opportunity for like small businesses who like um, t-shirt businesses and they yeah. um, can build their like network through making relationships with people like you and right. building their, their brands into different locations. Do you work with more so, um, do you have a specific niche, like whether it's a business that has to be making uh, $100,000 or would you work with the small businesses? Like how does I that would, work? but I think I'm too expensive. Mm -hmm. So it's really like the big boys, mm. you know what I mean? I'm too expensive. I don't. My prices aren't cheap. I don't cheat. I like, I'm not getting out of the bed for two dollars a mile. You know $2 what I mean? Like we got minimums, mm -hmm. two fifty. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't care if it's good. Three miles, you're paying two fifty. That's my customer. So break it down for me, because it sounds like this could be a niche for someone who's maybe starting out. Who know, in Atlanta, for example? Oh yeah. There are so so many T-shirt brands, so many uh, like small restaurants. Um, you can literally, like these small restaurants who can't necessarily afford a big bulk of bread or whatever the things is, you can maybe build a business off of these small businesses that exist yeah. in Atlanta. So like, how does it, how do you break down the pricing and like the cost of like getting started? So for one, like, so getting started, I don't know, like a lot of people get started with their car, right? Mm -hmm. You got your insurance, you got your car note, baby, you got gas, mm -hmm. right? Those are your three expenses. How much does that cost on a daily basis? It might be $13, $14, right? On a daily basis, right? Let's set up prices by radius from zero to 10 miles. I don't care what it is. I have a flat fee, right? That way you can say it might be 95 bucks. Okay. So 95 minus $15, you know that one delivery is going to cover everything it did. Everything. So that's how you want to break it down, mm -hmm. right? So you really understand it. Then once you start building, you know, you need more drivers. Like the independent contractor model is you don't own any equipment, you don't pay for any gas, any insurance, but you make a profit. Yeah. That's why we use that model. Because yeah. we're not asset based. We don't have any assets. We're not paying for anything. You're doing a job, you're getting a piece of it, and I'm getting a piece f for nothing. Yeah. It's not costing me anything. But a relationship connection, that's all it's costing me. Mm. So that's why we build that model. You don't have any assets, but I, I hope I'm not missing something, but if you have your own car, 
right? Are you counting that as your? Yeah, so you ha so you would have the asset, but as you grow and you get out of the business. Mm -hmm. Now it's just the yeah. relationship, the yep. people who have the car. Gotcha. So it's kind of like, you know, the Uber of, of courier service, right? If you have a car and you can make these connections, I have the relationships already. The same situation. So I make sure you're you're busy and you're paid. The same business model. Uber, uh -huh. Airbnb. All the big players, all the big companies are doing it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to use your asset, but I'm going to make the money. <laughs> the fact that you tap into something that already works. I, I, know, I know it exists, but like you don't meet. This is just like the beginning of, beginning of your story. You don't meet a lot of black people. One, black people your age and your age group who right. are doing this. And so you don't think that you could even start something like this. But the fact that you are doing it, and the fact I'm sitting here and whoever is picking up on this story, right. you can literally build your network with what you have. That's it. You have everything you need. Mm, 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 mm. You have everything you need. Yeah. I'm thinking about your story, and I'm thinking about <laughs> who you are, right? And I'm also thinking about your students. Right. And everybody has their own um, hurdles, challenges. Unfortunately, sometimes it's overthinking. Sometimes it's self-doubt. <clears throat> Now that you're teaching people how to get to the, uh, you know, networking and building a courier service on their own, is that essentially what you're teaching how to do it? Themselves? That's all I teach. Yeah. Right. What are some of the challenges that people go through? And is it the same, same things that you experience? Or are you helping people get through things, other things? Mindset. Mm -hmm. Mindset. People will not get out their own way. Mm -hmm. Not believing. Creating false uh, narratives. Mm -hmm. All these people won't work with me. How do you know? <laughs> How do you know? Mm -hmm. Those be the those like those are the three mindset. It's like yo, you gotta go after. It. You gotta put it to work. People want to just like here, they run. I took your course here. I'm in your community. It don't work like that. You still gotta work. So that work ethic. I don't know how you gonna create it or how we gonna create it, but I can sit here and talk to you. You can be inspired, motivated, but yo, you still gotta do the work. <laughs> mm -hmm. Those are like the biggest obstacles, and once you start doing the work, you'll see the momentum. Like the people that's winning, or the people that are consistent, and they 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 got the momentum. They're doing it over and over and over. Yeah, it's no different. Mm -hmm. They took the same course. They get the same information. They executed. You don't. They got results. You got excuses. Simple. Change it. Yeah, <laughs> it's that simple. Mm. Change it. And I see people in the community because people ask questions all the time. And I see people that are executors get irritated with the people that make excuses. I'll be looking at it like, you need to adapt people's personality, people's characteristics. Yeah. It's that simple. It is, right? <laughs> didn't, didn't we say like, uh, well, I say I have a philosophy like self-doubt and confidence is a, a perspective shift away. And that when that light bulb clicks, you yeah. know, thank God that it happens for a lot of people, but sometimes it doesn't happen for a lot of people. Right. So when you're in the, in your coaching space, and honestly, I think the, like coaching is probably the most rewarding experience for me to be able to see people actually oh, yeah. make those yeah. shifts. Yeah. I mean, I got people making over $10,000 a month. I got people, mm. Mr. Richard, he's retired. He was like, yo, I just needed something. Mm -hmm. And now he's making what, $5,000 a month you driving his own car. And he, he was like, yo, all I need to do is make $1,000 extra. He was like, yo, I'll make five. Mm. Like, he calls me and texts me every day, thank you. Like, that's real, that's gold for me. As coaches, um, the, like, reality is everybody's not going to win. 
Well, Every, yeah. Everybody's yeah. not gonna execute. Right. What has it been like for you, even if you have like those one-offs where you see someone go from the non-executors or the, the excuses first people to that light bulb clicking and they realize that it works. When does that shift happen for some people? Um, I think it happens when life, something in your life has to hit them. And they're like, yo, you know what? Let me let me gravitate towards the day run because that's a positive. I might look at, people might look at me as a positive light. And then they're like, yo, let me try it again. And now it's like, when your back is against the wall, you have no doubt. You have to, you got to try something. You got to throw something at the wall to see if it sticks. So I think that's what that's what happens. Like, I see that a lot. Because I see people a couple months later, they like, they run, I just, re, I just watched the course again and now I got this connection and I did this and now I got this business. I'm like, you should have did that three months ago. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Imagine where you would have been at yeah. 90 days later. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But it all depends. Everybody's different. It's hard being a coach. You know what I mean? You put batteries in people's backs and I make connections and I, like, I can really call people up. Like my girl, Rosalind Allenby, she owns a multi-million dollar carrier business in Atlanta. She was on a Zoom call with my my uh, community the other day, and, like, so many people just got business from her. Like, she has a contract with the state of Georgia, all around Georgia. So whoever was in my community in Georgia, they got business through her. Mm. So that's dope. Right? But it always can't be given to you. Sometimes you just got to take the strategies that I give you and apply them. And not just once. Every single day. Every single day. Like, what are some of the things that people need to do every day? Do they need to go into businesses, or what are some of those things? So, in the courier business, there's connect, uh, there's there's networks. Mm -hmm. So you you need to sign up for those networks. That's the first thing, right? Mm -hmm. um, number two is you need to be calling every single day companies. There's over two hundred and fifty thousand established courier companies. People call my companies, and I give them opportunities. Right? You need to be looking. You need to be uh, on the internet looking at certain. Certain websites that we give you every single day, mm -hmm. every week. Mm. New opportunities pop up all the time. It's a first movers advantage game. Do you want it or do you not? Somebody else will take it if you don't. Mm. Mm -hmm. So those are those are the things. Like you gotta do every day. Every like at least two times a week. Okay. At least two times a week. If you're not gonna do that, you're gonna miss out. Okay. Um, one of the things that I, I differentiate for my corporate folks who are leaving and going into entrepreneurship is like revenue generating activities and non-revenue generating activity. So when you're like, and when you're like, oh, I want to start a business, a lot of times people spend a lot of, a lot of, a lot of time building a website, you know, getting their social media together. Yo, <laughs> and I try to get we literally just had this call the other day and I'm like, yo, forget all that. We have business plans. No. <laughs> We're going to start making this money. <laughs> All that can come later. Yeah. You can reverse engineer to tell somebody, or you can write it down yourself on how you did this. Mm -hmm. let's, let's jump in and start making some money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, you know the stuff that really don't matter right now. That's what I'm getting to. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm curious. So, I see it in three buckets. There's the non-revenue generating activities that don't matter, right. but eventually they will matter, but they, they don't will, matter. Yeah. But then there's the non-revenue generating activity that have to happen yeah. in order for you to get to the revenue generating activity. The structures, the things, yeah. Yeah, so can, can you think about it in the way your business is stru structured, which is like, obviously getting out there, making the networks and the connections is one of those like revenue generating activities. This right. might not seem like it because it's like relationships, 
and you're starting to get used to the fact that these relationships can eventually generate money for you. But um, what would you say are some of those activities where we obviously know the social media and the, the website building and stuff. It's like, hey, don't don't waste your time with the business plans. But what are some of the things that people need to do in the courier business that's revenue generating and then the things that are not revenue generating but have to happen? I mean, uh, so not revenue generate. It's just structure your business, right? Get the LLC. Okay. Business the, bank account. The, the, stuff. the noble stuff, uh -huh. right? Revenue generating activities are to, are to making the connections, mm -hmm. right? That's what happens. Hey, I got this business over here. Can you handle? Can you service it? Right? These are revenue generating activities. Like, go signing up for your chamber of commerce. Go to this business business networking event. These are revenue generating activities. It might not seem like it, but I'm telling you, the more you people got to understand when they have a need, who am I going to? They don't know you. They can't find you. They can't pay you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, really, like networking is the biggest key in the courier space. Like, I don't, I can't explain it. I mean, I can't really emphasize how much it did for me. So I know it's gonna do it for somebody else. They don't know you. They can't find you. They can't pay you. <laughs> but people say they want money. They want business. Yo, have you done? Have you passed your business cards out? Have you signed up for the Chamber of Commerce? Have you signed up for the CLDA, which is the biggest courier association in the world? No, I haven't done that yet. What you waiting on? Because <laughs> we got a conference in New Orleans in February. Because, <laughs> mm -hmm. right, like, you need to be there. <laughs> this is how I found my mentor. Yeah. This is how I found all my business partners. You got to be in the room. Got to be in the room. Mm. And if they don't know you, they're not going to open up the business to you. If they haven't physically seen you, have a conversation, indirect, informal, we share drinks together. Like Mardi Gras in February, I can't wait to see these <laughs> old white guys have fun. We gonna talk about it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Man. <laughs> so, so. I literally be on the phone. You gotta give me the business. I see you. Yeah. I see you get some beads. I see yeah. you lift your shirt up. <laughs> 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 you gotta give me that business now. You know what I mean? But it's all fun and games, and it's very informal. The career business is very for me. Mm -hmm. It's not one of those. You know, uptight industries like you sit back, you drink a beer, we get business done. Mm -hmm. That's it. <laughs> I think that is so amazing. I think that's so amazing. Like in so many different ways. I would sum up your your like the your journey and like the hoops that you went through. It's it's all like the person that you've become. It's all the yeah. mindset. Um <clears throat> they say people don't really change, they just become more of who they are. Especially as they get more money, they just imp like. Um, yeah, I can see that. I yeah. Can see that. Would you say you've made any huge changes in in terms of character, in terms of skill set, or would you say that's pretty much holds true? Definitely made changes. In, um, I'm definitely. Um, I listen to people more. Understand their perspective more. Like when I was younger, it was like it's it's my way or the highway. So I definitely changed. I became a better leader, communicating without, like some, like you know, some bosses they communicate in an aggressive way. Like you do, I'm talking down to you. No, I want to communicate with you, because mm -hmm. there might be a disconnect when you don't understand, and I need you to understand. I need you to be on the same train, the same path. We on the same team, right? When we play offense, I don't need you to play defense. Um, that change, personally, like for me now, it's like 
I do nicer things. Like I like to fly first class. Things of that nature. Like I don't hang out with things really happen anymore, right? <laughs> I like to go to nice restaurants and things of that nature. So but those things come with territories too. Like you're in a nice restaurant and you might like I met a guy who uh owned um he does dental equipment and now we about to get his account. Mm. Right? Yes. Like ha hanging out at the Delta Sky Club Lounge, you meet so many dope people who are doing amazing. It's like, oh, so mm -hmm. Like when you pay premium, mm -hmm. like you get some premium offers. Like Absolutely. You get some premium people in your network. And I'm like, yo, I'm going to do more of that. I like that. I like this. What about <laughs> your relationships uh, in, in your family? Like family, your wife, your uh, children. Like what about those relationships? Did, did your external relationships um, also improve yeah so my like my relationship <clears throat> like with my well fiance she'd be my wife i don't know when it's gonna drop but she'd be my wife but <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. like when you become a better person like a woman like it's like i don't know they like like they they know how to push you more mm -hmm. like they follow your lead like beforehand it was combative like i'm like why are you not listening to my vision but when you lead by example you become a better person they like fire under it. Like, they make everything better. And I'm like, oh, snap. I see it. Mm -hmm. I cherish it. I'm thankful for you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. This is what I need. Like, it's so dope. And when you go after what you want, you see your family members like, hold up. They ruined it. I can do it, too. So now the inspiration is there. That's dope. Mm -hmm. Your little cousins don't want to be the drug dealer no more. They want to be a business owner. Now they want to be a husband. Now they want to be, like, I got a son, like, my father wasn't dead. Now they want to be dads. Yeah. Like, we got to, I got to think of my family. Like, if you're not, if you're not raising a kid, don't come around me. If you can't do, like, something that you created, you can't love and cherish, you can't love and cherish me. It ain't going to happen. I can't trust you. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it made me such a better person. Same thing with your wife. Like, if you're going to cheat, like. And don't get it twisted. I'm going to be honest with y'all. I, I was a cheater. I was a lot. I was one of those people, but she stuck with me through those moments. And I was like, like now today is so green on the other side. It's, it's, it's magic. Yeah. That's, it's dope. Mm. Like for some, like, cause <laughs> trying to figure out a relationship, that's a whole nother conversation. Like, yo, I'm like, yo, I don't know. Nobody's married in my family. You're figuring it out. My uncle Nard, who I talked about, he was, my, my aunt was his girlfriend. He was married the whole time. <laughs> To a whole other woman. Oh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> I'm like, yo, try to love a woman and try to do the right thing. That was like a whole obstacle in itself. Yeah. But that's that's life, you know? Like, <laughs> you mastering one part of it now, God gives you another area yeah. for you to master. Yeah. And the, and the diligence that that's you dope. went after, like, growth in all of these other areas is the diligence that you can go after your relationships, your 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 personal relationships, your familiar relationships, your um, wife. Like these are the, the, I feel like, I don't know, as a woman, I think I, I gush over these type of growth moments anyway, but I also realize for men, you guys master these like business levels and then you get the opportunity to like sit back and analyze the life that you really want. Like the, the I think the, one thousand percent. That's exactly how it happened. It's like, yo, I'm on business, and then it's like, I gotta get everything together. Yeah. But I gotta get this business pop right it's first. Yeah. That shit gotta go first. Right? <laughs> I understand. Excuse my language, but that gotta go first, and then everything else is like, all right, I see how I want my life to be. Yeah. 
That's how I got to be. <laughs> I think that's really, really amazing. I can go on and on about um, the journey, and I would love to suck, suck up so much more information. Because I think, I think I just get... I get insight and perspective, like from this conversation that I would love. To, I just want to go and apply some stuff right now. I got to stop. Um, you mentioned something I want to get clear. Uh, it was, you know, people who fall down, they don't have the zeal. At first, they go get some some hard knocks and they come back to the course and they're like, oh, I, I applied it. Yep. So your course, once they purchase it, it's available for them for lifetime? Or? Lifetime. Okay. Lifetime access. <laughs> I want you to have, I want, I want that to be a Bible. Your resource guide. Mm -hmm. Don't just watch it once. Like this is because every time you watch, you are gonna learn something new. It's an mm -hmm. hour and a half course. Mm -hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. So That's nobody, it. nobody's gonna sit there and be like, I would have to take all of it in. Take one part, execute. Mm. Go to the next, execute. You get stuck. Let me see if that's in the course. But then you get access to a twenty-four-seven hour community. Like you just drop your questions and everybody. Like, hey, I've been there. Do this. Do that. Do that. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. That's what I want, because that's what I needed in year one. Mm -hmm. Right? My story was lucky. Like, I was just like, y'all want me to do this? Okay, cool. I'm going to figure it out. Mm -hmm. I jumped in. I failed. Got myself back up. Did it again. So I'd have, I'd have been through a lot of stuff people were trying to do. So it was like, it's easy for me to tell you, like, okay, you'll be all right. Just keep doing it. Mm -hmm. You failed. One door closed. Let's go be another one. Oh, trust me. This transportation, this is part of the transportation. It, it don't stop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it don't stop. <laughs> and so I guess it's kind of like Gucci. Miss one, next 15. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> it's com it, might not always, it, it might not always come when you want it to come, but it's coming. I got you. I can tell you that. It's coming. How, um, how often does the industry change? Or do you feel like it's kind of like the same information? Well, it changed. E-commerce is crazy. Mm. Oh, my God. E-commerce is booming right now. That's why I tell people, like, everything is quicker, faster. Amazon just sped everything up. It's just, it's changing. Like, e-commerce is taking over the world. Mm. So, so the fundamentals stay the same, but you just got to be able to keep up. You just got to be able to keep up. And as you grow, you got to be able to get the systems that keep you efficient. Mm. Keep track of all the moving pieces. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. So, but when you first start out, just get out there and grind. Mm -hmm. Learn the business. Make the connections. Mm. Right? Be a better person. Become a better leader because there's going to be a time where you're going to hire your team, and if you're not a good leader, ain't nobody going to stay with you. I learned that from the get-go. And it might be like when I told you I hired my cousin, it might not have been his fault. I wasn't a, I was, I wasn't a good leader either. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be honest. I wasn't a good leader. I was like, cuz, yo, you need to, like, talking to him like, yo, because like, it's my baby. Yeah. Like, these people come, calling me, telling me, you messing up. Like, what are you doing? But I could have been I could have been a better leader and say, yo, you know what, cuz, let's take it a notch. Let's do this, this, and that. Yeah. Let me get some policies and patizer in place. You know what I'm saying? So, uh -huh. becoming a better leader too. So, that's everything dope. that comes with it, right? Absolutely. It's the process. <laughs> so, for those of you guys who are watching, y'all are like, listen, yo, this sounds like what's good for me. You're good at making re relationships, and um, you can kind of see yourself. Because if you are like me, you see yourself in this story, and you're like, oh, <laughs> if they rock it, do I can do it too, <laughs> yeah. right? I ain't nobody special. Man, so, so if, if they are seeing themselves in you right now and they want to work with you, um, how do they get a hold of the court? Like, matter of fact, we got we got something special for them in the description that's going to be available. Absolutely. Um, and so, do they get a discount or how? How what's the? How can they get into your community? Yeah, so we can definitely. Um, you can tap into me. You can follow me on uh, Instagram at Dayron D A E R O N Myers M Y E R S underscore. 
Uh, but we'll do something special for her. Come on. We'll do something special. That would be dope. I think that there, there are some people. When you said that you were making 70K and the courier business replaced the income, oh, yeah. this could be the vehicle to get someone to that freedom that they really want. It could be. Yeah, be your own boss, be flexible, yeah. work on your own terms. I mean, like, that's, that's, that's what it is for me. I don't like people telling me what to do. Mm. <laughs> I was going to ask you what was it. Like, uh, I don't like, like, that's, and I like to be flexible. Like, I like to move. I like to get up, take my kids to school. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, don't tell me I got to be here at 8 o'clock. I'm not. <laughs> it's not for me. Like, so one is, one is that. But, but in your whole journey, would you say there was one intent? that you had, um, I can I can pull out a couple things from your story, but like, do you know, or do you have an idea of what your intention or your intent was? Was it a big dream? Was it, I gotta buy my mama house? Like, what was your driving force? My thing was, I didn't wanna live in the hood. Mm. That was my drive, like, I didn't wanna live here. I know what happens here. I know the energy that's here. I don't wanna live here. Mm -hmm. The places out in the suburbs, Make it your business in order. You got to make some money to live out here. <laughs> so, and I wanted to live on my own terms. These are my vehicles. This is my box truck. This is my car. When I say it goes in there, like, it goes in there. When I say we're going to be there, we can be there. Mm. I want to live on my own terms. Don't tell me to write this email, write this, have a spreadsheet on my desk by 2 o'clock. Hold up. Who are you talking to? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't, like, I don't, I don't live like that. I wanted to be in control of my old life, and that, that was my driving force. Freedom. <laughs> Freedom. Listen, so again, one more time for the people. How do they connect with you if they want to work with you? Um, all the things. So follow me on Instagram, Dayron Myers underscore, only one underscore. There's an imposter out there with two. Hopefully it's not out there by the time this podcast come out here. <laughs> Same thing on TikTok, Dayron Myers underscore. That's D-A-E-R-O-N Myers, M-Y-E-R-S underscore. And uh, that's how you connect with me. 100%. Before we get out of here, there's somebody who is making their transition. They're waiting on that light bulb to happen. Yeah. And um, they're trying to figure out how to, you know, just make some progress. What would you say to that person who wants to get that success? I would say um, understand, build your mindset, right? Because things are going to get tough. Things are going to get hard. Things are not going to happen when you want to. But your mindset is going to carry you on. Not only your mindset, your environment. Get around people who are encouraging, who are better than you, who are smarter than you, because they are going to feed you that driving force for you to keep going. Mm. Right? When you see somebody else's success and you can touch them, it's different. When they speak in that light, like you know when you speak to somebody and it's like you get that feeling like, yo, I got to go do something now. Those are people you need to be around. And when you figure those people around, do it more. Don't stop. Don't do it. More of it. Right? You know everybody, what they do, everybody around you, you know what they do, right? If they're not growing or helping or bringing value, create a new circle. Right? Create a new circle. I'm telling you, you're going to thank yourself later. Not right now, because people going to call you. You don't answer the phone. You don't hang out. You change it. People going to do that. But you will thank yourself later. Enough said. <laughs> Enough said, guys. If you are on your journey and you're trying to figure out what's your next step, hopefully this gave you some inspiration because it definitely gave me some. You also got some nuggets that you can take home right now and apply them. So I hope that you guys got everything you needed from this conversation. If y'all are on the fence, don't be on the fence. Just go after success with no bars, don't, no fear, no doubt.
Until yes. next episode, we'll see y'all later. Peace.